Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Found in Jesus that the grave is empty, that there's that there's life to be there's life to be found. And on Friday we, we had a remarkable Good Friday service here in the evening and uh, we remembered the the sacrifice and the suffering and the courage of Jesus and and so today we we celebrate his resurrection when Jesus was on earth he he spoke to his disciples this is in John 10 10 and he said that I have come uh, that you may have life and have life to the full or some versions will say life abundantly that that Jesus came to bring life to all those that he met and interacted with. And life is what today is all about. Jesus' stunning resurrection from the dead um, gave him victory over sin, victory over death, and gave us a way to be connected to the source of all life, that is God the Father. The Bible describes it like this in terms of Jesus' victory. It says this in Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. That's from the New Testament, which is about the last third of the Bible. It'll be on the screen behind me. And it, and it says this, it says, He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he, this is speaking about Jesus, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. And what, what, what a powerful, powerful statement there. I, I love that, that he cancelled the charges against us, that, that He took them away. The Bible said that like we just read by nailing them on the cross. I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life that I'm glad that Jesus has cancelled and taken off my record. Things that without that forgiveness, without that freedom would feel like a weight around my life. And, and you see, the thing with weight is, is you feel it at first when it goes on you, but then you adjust to that weight and that pressure and it starts to become familiar the longer that it is. Uh, if, if you're new with us uh, today or maybe recently part of Elevation, I want to let you in on a little um, in-house joke that, that we have here. Um, in July 2019, I had the great privilege of uh, walking the Kokoda track with a group of uh, Elevation pastors. The inside joke is that I pull out a reference to it about every four to five months, and I reckon I can do that for about 10 years before it, before it becomes to, uh, what, 10? Okay, maybe five, maybe, maybe, maybe five years, but you know, I think I might have gone a little bit further without referencing it in the last four months. But anyway, uh, Kokoda, if you're unfamiliar with it, is a 96-kilometre treacherous terrain, you know, eight days up and down, crossing rivers, over hills, through mud. You know, am I sounding impressive enough yet? Anyway, it's, 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 but, but in all seriousness, an incredible stand was made by Australian soldiers in World War II defending against the enemy, and they weren't wearing, you know, ultralight new technology Kathmandu boots and, you know, everything else like that. They had dysentery and, you know, all those, all those sorts of, all those sorts of things. But anyway, um, trekking Kokoda, you would carry a pack 
that weighed approximately um, 18 kilos each day. And I, tra- I tried to train a little bit before I went, but somehow walking the um, you know, huge sand dunes of seascapes is not exactly the same as walking the mountains of PNG. I'm not sure why, I'm not sure why that didn't work out. Slight difference. Um, but each day um, on Kokoda, you would pack up your tent, uh, put your things in your pack, and then you'll put your pack on, and immediately the, um, the weight would come on. You would feel it in your shoulders. You would feel it in your core. Um, you'd feel the weight on your legs. But what would happen is as you began to walk with it on, you would adjust to the weight, and you wouldn't think about it so much. It started to become part of you. And I think in a similar way, there's many of us here today that maybe we start our days by putting on weight, or maybe we put on some weight, and mind you, I know the irony that we're talking about putting on weight when we've all had, you know, caramel eggs this morning, or what, you know, whatever, but I'll just lay that aside for, for a second, but um, I'm talking about a different type of weight. Maybe for you, the weight is the, the weight that you carry is the expectation of others, Maybe it's the expectation of, uh, of friends that you should act or look or, or be a certain way, have a certain level of success or you know, level of, of material wealth. Uh, maybe for you it's the weight of family expectations. That could be around career or how you prioritise your life. Uh, or maybe you're even a grandparent here and you feel the weight of expectation from adult children about how much babysitting you should do or, uh, you know, all that... Always more is the answer. No, no, I'm joking. But you know what I mean? Like all, all of that sort of thing. Or maybe, and I would say there's many here like this, that you place a huge weight of expectation on yourself. An expectation to live up to some sort of picture that you've formed in your imagination about what your life should look like now or maybe what it should look like in the future, maybe you had some time-sensitive goals, you know, by the time I'm 20, this is what I'm going to do, by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm 40, 50, you know, by the time I'm retired, this is what's, this is what's going to happen. For, for others here, maybe it could be the weight of shame and condemnation for things that have happened in the past, words that you said, relationships that have been broken, choices that have been made. Maybe you often think, you know, if only... If only I hadn't said that, if only I hadn't have been there, if only I hadn't have done that or seen that. Or, or maybe it's the other way around. Perhaps there's been some situations in your life that you look back on and think, if only I did speak up, if only I was there, if only I did do something and make a difference. But regardless of what it is, we all have these weights that we carry. But here's the deal. Even though we don't maybe not feel them, we don't, maybe we don't feel these weights each and every day, they still impact how we live. They still impact the relationships that we form, the responses that we have to people, the reactions that we have, and the self-talk that fills our minds. You know, even though about 30 minutes into the walk each day on Kokoda, you wouldn't necessarily consciously feel the weight anymore, it still affected 
my walk. For, for starters, uh, I use those walking poles, mostly because they look so cool, not, no, but, but mostly because they helped up hills. If I was to walk down, uh, you know, Mandra Foreshore just with some walking poles and no weight on my back, you know, I'd probably be avoided by most people just sort of like trudging along there. It also made an impact particularly um, about how you go downhill. Uh, I slowed right down. I did the, um, you know, the side, you know, going down the hill sidestep version, feeling, you know, feel, feeling older than, than I probably was. You know, there, there were things that happened because of the weight on me that changed the way that I walked and changed the way that I live. I, I drank extra water. I wanted snacks all the time. Okay, maybe that part didn't change. But, but anyway, the weight affected the walk. And this is what the Bible says about weight in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. You see, because of the cross... Because of Christ's victory, because of Resurrection Sunday, there are weights that you can strip off and leave behind. Because of the cross of Jesus Christ, there is freedom from the past. There is freedom from regret. There is freedom from shame. There is freedom from all those things. And you might think, well, I, okay, that all sounds nice in theory, but I, I don't think I have any weight. I don't think I'm carrying around any extra. Can I, can I just prod a little bit and ask, uh, why don't you check the way that you're walking? Why don't you check that how you are living? Why don't, why don't you check how you're responding to others and to people? Why don't you check your own internal dialogue? Because maybe in there, there's some weight of things of past or of present, or maybe worries and fears about the future that you're carrying with you, and, and, and they're just weight around you. I know this isn't about physical weight, but does everyone remember that, uh, you know, the Jenny Craig ads with the lady playing tennis, and she's like, I used to, you know, weigh 10 kilos more and had like two bags of oranges. This is what 10, yep, two people remember that. Okay, great. No, awesome. But, you know, these weight of whether it's oranges or whatever in the cross, in the resurrection, in the victory of Jesus Christ, we can let go of those weights and we can focus on Him. Maybe you're carrying some walking sticks around with you each and every day, not, not, not physical ones, but, but maybe you're carrying some walking sticks around to try and lift the weight, the, the weight that's been round for years and you've always done that so you haven't noticed it's just become familiar. But this Easter, it's time to take the weight off. This Easter, it's time to look to the cross because Jesus took the weight. He took your weight. He took the weight of sin, the weight of worry, the weight of unmet expectation and like the Bible says, He nailed it to the cross, because there is a race and a purpose that's set before you. And maybe you might think, oh, well, you know, I've missed it. My, my time is done. I'm in, the, I'm in the twilight years. This doesn't really apply to me. But you might have given up on God, but I want to tell you that God has never given up on you. 
He's never given up on you. No matter our mistakes, no matter our just, you know, self-reliance, I, I can just do it, I'm, you know, Sinatra, I did it my way, I can, I, can just, I can just get it done. No matter what it is, God has never given up on you. There is still purpose to be found. There's still open doors for you to walk through. There's still an opportunity for you to make an eternal difference in this world. You see, how do we do this? The scripture we just read spoke about it. Let me read verse 2 again, Hebrews 12. It says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. You see, as we keep our eyes on Jesus, the, the champion, that is, that he is victorious on the cross. There's something powerful that happens. The Scripture says that He initiates and perfects our faith. I'm sure if you're a parent here, you've heard before, no, He started it or she started it. And then you've probably used the line, well, if they might have started it, but I'm finishing it right now. And if you haven't used that line yet and you're a young parent, trust me, you will. It's coming. It's coming. But the journey of faith is quite simply that it started with Jesus. You, di you didn't initiate it. I didn't initiate my journey of faith. It started in Jesus. Yes, it started with creation and it started by God sending His Son, sending Jesus as the redemption because humanity had gone off course. And then obviously through Christ on the cross. But, but also just to individualise that for a moment, uh, I don't know everyone's story here, but I do know this, that Jesus made the first move towards you. Maybe it seemed like a coincidence to you. Or maybe you just thought it was about the family that you grew up in. Or maybe a series of random acts. Or maybe some tragedies that brought you to faith. But in all that, I want to tell you that Jesus was initiating that. He is the initiator or the author, some other version says. And then the perfecter of our faith. Maybe you even find yourself here today and, you know, you don't normally come to church. Maybe you're invited by a friend or a family member or, you know, just curious or just literally took a wrong turn and ended up in the car park and thought, oh, animal farm and picnic rugs. I'll just come and see what that thing's, what that thing's all about. But, but can I tell you, whatever your reason for being here this morning, it was actually God initiated. He's wanting to pursue you. You matter to Him. And, and, and my prayer, our prayer, is that you're not just listening to words from me, but, but somehow through these words, God is moving by His Spirit to speak to your heart and to speak to your soul about the amazing person of Jesus Christ. You see, not only is He, is he the initiator of our faith, but the verse says that He is also the perfecter. That is that we continue in faith with Jesus. He doesn't just initiate and start. He doesn't just pursue, uh, uh, pursue us until we turn to Him and then He leaves. He stays with us through His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit that's our comforter, that's our friend, that's the one that fills us with, with boldness and courage beyond our natural abilities, the one that comes and brings peace in the storm that, that, that can come and bring that supernatural uh, peace and blessing over our lives when everything else feels like it's going, it's going astray. The one who takes the weight off so that we can walk and live and move without the weight of the past, 
without the weight of expectation of others, without, without the weight of trying to achieve and, and, and get some sort of, you know, climb the corporate ladder to, to prove ourselves. This is the kind of life that Jesus called us to live, a life not filled with the weights, but a life that's free, filled with His purpose and His glory. And Jesus describes this kind of life to his disciples in Matthew 11. And this is the kind of life that Jesus called, has called all of us to, whether we've been, you know, attending and serving church and, you know, being, being a part of faith communities for our whole life or whether this is our very first time you, you've ever walked in a church before. And here's the, here's the invitation. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. It says this, And Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That's the invitation from Jesus. I'm going to read that in a, um, another version in a moment, but maybe if the, the keys can just join me uh, today as we begin to wrap up. I, I want to read it to you from Matthew 11 again, but this is uh, from a paraphrase known as the message. And it says this, it says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. See, can I tell you that maybe the, the weight that you feel, it doesn't, it doesn't come from God. Well, whatever weight it is, it's not from Him. You see, often shame and guilt and regret are seen as attributes connected to faith. Man-made religion, maybe, but not to following Jesus. Not to following Jesus. Shame and condemnation and regret have no place in following Christ. It said to, the verse I just read said, to learn the unforced Rhythms of grace said to learn to live freely and lightly. In the first version that I read of that scripture, uh, Jesus made this statement. He says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he used the term yoke because it was a, a word picture that the people of the day that he was speaking to were familiar with. You see, it was what you placed on a working beast when they, you know, pulled the, the cart or whatever, whatever they were ploughing and, and doing. And He used this picture deliberately to show us that there's still work to be done. You see, this live freely and lightly and my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's not the, you know, type of living light and easy that we need to, uh, you know, all drop out of society, move a little bit inland of Margaret River, you know, buy one of those Hessian bags and drink like homemade kombucha all day. That's not, that's not, the, that's not the freely, you can probably do that and still serve Jesus, but it's, that's not the freely and lightly that the Bible is necessarily referring to there. 
But in Jesus, you find your true identity and your purpose. And so instead of working and trying to define who you are by what you do or what you achieve or the family you're from or you know your part in the in the social status of society you are defined firstly and foundationally as a child of God you don't have to work to achieve this but you but you still work out of that as your foundation. That is what freely and lightly means. That, that doesn't, it doesn't mean that your to-do list, list never gets above five each and every day. Wow, you know, like sign me up, Jesus. Like this is, this is amazing. Nothing, nothing to do. Like this is, this is awesome. It doesn't mean that, but it means that what you do is that you live from a place of security and strength that is first found in Him. And then out of that, I work. Out of that, I do my purpose. Out of that, I, I, I have energy for the gift and the abilities and the talents that God's given me and I use them to make a difference in the world. Whatever my workplace is, as a nurse, as a, as a teacher, as a boiler maker, as a chippy, as a plumber, as a whatever I am, I use what God has given me to make a difference. But I do it out of this identity that I am found in Jesus Christ. You see, and as you drop the weights of comparison and success and climbing the ladder, you do that because you have found your home in Jesus. And this Easter Sunday, we celebrate because Jesus not only took our weight on the cross, but then He conquered those weights by triumphing over them with His resurrection and ascension to heaven. And the same invitation that Jesus gave His listeners over two years ago is here for you today. Come to me. Lay your heavy, lay down, sorry, your heavy burdens. Learn from me the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn to live freely and lightly. I said this at our Good Friday service and two days later, it's, it's still true. But the way we do that is in surrender to God. The way we do that is by saying, Jesus, I give you my life. I lay down my own abilities. I lay down what I've built my life upon and I make You the foundation. I make You the cornerstone. In another part of the Gospel, there's a, there's a picture that Jesus uses of someone who builds his house on a rock and someone who builds his house on the sand. And the Bible says that the storms come to both houses, but the one who hears the words of Jesus and obeys and actions them, puts them into their life. They're the ones that build the house on the rock and the winds and the waves come and they hit the house. But that house stands because it's built on a solid foundation. That is Jesus Christ. But the way we do that is we do that by laying down our ideas to take up God's ideas. We do that by laying down our striving to receive an identity in Jesus Christ. And this morning, we're going to take a few moments to pray. And I'm going to pray over every single person here to begin with. Then we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to that invitation that Jesus has given us. So why don't we bow our heads and close our eyes.